What's been new with you, Palmer? Ah, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Okay, as you know, I was just in the wonderful country of Mexico. Yes, how was that? I was. Oh, it was good, dude. It was good. I was in Cancun specifically. I was there for a buddy's birthday. I feel like you go to Mexico almost yearly at this point. Okay, listen. <laughs> there's a reason for that. This buddy whose birthday it was loves Mexico. And so I was Is like, Is it the same right, guy go you go. like go with to Mexico all the time? Is yep, this like the exactly. same crew? Okay, just yep. making sure. Exactly. You know, no, no, no. So, yeah, this is, I guess, the third time in like three years. Yeah, I was going to say, it has truly been like a um, a yearly tradition for you migration. to go to Mexico. It's like me Although going to think... LBI on a yearly basis. It's like you going to Mexico. Mm, a tradition unlike any other. Yep. Indeed. Uh, the, the, the boys at LBI. But I think this is going to be my last year, at least for a little while. Your you say that, kinda... but then you're going to see Palmer no, back so in November of 2024, living it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One year from now, our podcast. Yeah, man. So I just got back from Mexico. I swear, though. This is it. This <laughs> that is, is it. truly <laughs> it, though. Not next time. <laughs> That's it. It would be weird if, it, if I did it again. Year five. I'm getting no. Uh, no. So that was cool. Although it was kind of crazy, like so, trip was good. I was super tired. I got, I had to do a connection flight. Um, so I went from Mexico, like Cancun to Charlotte, and then from Charlotte to DC. And I was like dead tired. It'd been like a long day of travel. I got in my Uber at like ten fifty or like eleven o'clock, and we were set to arrive at my apartment by like eleven thirty. And Charlie, I'm sitting there chilling, and this thought comes to my mind. It's like. I wonder what would ha- like what happens if your Uber gets into an accident. Random thought. <laughs> Not two minutes later, our Uber gets into an accident. Somebody sideswipes the car. We have to pull over. My Uber driver <clears throat> gets out to sort it out with the driver. Everyone all right trying- though. Everybody was okay. I think both the cars were okay because they were drivable. But I was like trying to figure out if I could order another <laughs> Uber from that spot because I was like, I'm so tired. Please don't make me stay here. But it was all good. It worked out. Here we are today in one piece. So Thank God. I would say that's a successful trip. Absolutely. A successful trip. But, oh, man, there's some news, I guess, on your end, too, there, bud. Thinking <coughs> about uh, oh, yeah. the old ooh, Georgia Sorry. Tech. Yes, you sir. Expand? And congrats. Yeah, congrats. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gone and going off to Georgia Tech, pursuing a master's degree in, uh, in the old computer science. So... Got us a learning comp sci yeah. guy, huh? Got us a learning comp sci guy, you know? He, uh, ah. When will the program start slash how long will it be? So, uh, my program... Um, so, I don't have all the orientation details. Like, I've been accepted on the condition okay. that I didn't fake any of my documents. So, you know, <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to verify that all my documents are oh, real. Um, okay. But, you know, so I guess there's like a 0% chance I... D- like they somehow reject me, but <laughs> or I, I mean, I, I'm just jo- I'm just joking around. I don't think there's any reason for them to um, reject me for fake documents. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't fake any of them. <laughs> um, I have a true undergraduate degree, but anyways. What if I told you I programmed something to print all of that out to make it look real? <laughs> <laughs> Would I get in? <laughs> That's the real question. That's the real question. But um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so the program I haven't like gotten my like my full orientation document, but I do have like access to like the academic calendar. Um, okay. So the first day of classes is going to be January eighth or whatever, oh, okay. uh, January 9th. Um, and the program like so it's kind of flexible in the sense of how long it can take. Uh, it's built to take most people around three years. Um, because it's like built for like part-time jobs. It's not like, there's not like a full-time option. Um, you, you can, uh, do full-time if you want. Uh, but you have to like do like the part-time schedule, which like you're so, what that means is that you're only allowed to take up to two classes a semester. Um, but you have to do like, if you want to take three classes in a semester, you have to, uh, do very well in like, I think uh, like 12 credit hours of classes before you're allowed to add on an extra class in a semester. So, ah, okay. Yeah. And then there's also kind of like a, um, 
an unspoken rule that there are some classes that you simply just do not take with any other class ever in a semester. Um, there's uh, more than the f more than one of those types of classes. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. How did you figure that out if it's unspoken? It's, it's not like um, so there's an entire online. There's an entire website that reviews every single class offered by the master's program at Georgia Tech. Good. And it's like actual students who take it. And they tell you like how much workload it is per week for them. And like, so you can, and it's aggregated. So like you can kind of see like a top level, what the average student thought who like finished and completed the class, like how, what the average workload was, what their difficulty, how much difficulty it was. And like, you can kind of gauge based on that, that like you shouldn't take this class with another class. <laughs> Like there's a there's a class that's required by most people. So there's like five specializations you have to take at Georgia Tech. Um, three of the specializations require a class called Intro to Graduate Algorithms, and um, that class um, is said to be extremely extremely hard. And it's that like it, it is pretty much you, everyone says do not take this one at any other class um, because it is really that hard, and you're going to pour like blood sweat and tears into passing to just pass um Jeez. so okay uh, it's always those ones that have like the short names like oh like the love of music yeah or it's always like it's always the class that don't have the most intimidating like intro it literally has the name intro in it to <laughs> graduate algorithms um and oh, you know hilarious but, but it's a required class and it's just like apparently it's super hard um so and I, I hear a big part of the reason that it's really hard is the first exam is just brutal. Because, um, I mean, as someone who has a very limited like knowledge of like um, computer science, like like data structures and algorithms, based like I mean, I have a good fundamental knowledge, but like advanced level stuff, not really. But like I know kind of what like dynamic programming is, and that doesn't, and that's like the first thing that they cover, and that shit. That, that's not fun at all. That stuff's real hard. So, from the jump, okay, yeah, yeah. they want to weed you all out. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. So there's also like machine learning. I hear it's just a ton of work, very theoretical. You take that by itself. Um, but I, I I've planned it out in a way. Okay. I think it'll take yeah, me like probably around like probably three years to finish. So, oh, you know what's crazy. We're at that point in life where three years from now we'll be in our thirties. I know, and that humbles me. I know, I know. The crazy part is, is that because I'm a new student, I pick classes four days before classes start. My registration oh. isn't until the very end. <laughs> they said pledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember those days, dude. Yeah, it's been like a freshman or a first year. Well, yes. everyone else gets to register for classes in freaking like December. <laughs> so Maybe we'll be taking. What if you just had to take all the hard classes at all at the same time? No, yeah, I. There is one class. Like I, I planned out like which classes I could take. Um, to like with another, although Georgia Tech, even in their like email that they sent to me after I um, accepted to go into their program, they're like, we strongly recommend that you only take one class for your very first semester. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, okay. okay. So I'm going to try to pick a class that I was already planning to take by itself. Um, so we can do that. I'm hoping. Yeah, ease your way into it, dude. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Mm hmm. So. Oh. Dude, okay, solid plan, man. Got big, got big yep. things coming our way. Huh? I'm gonna probably start on some prep work for the class. I gotta like, I want to learn another. I want to learn two more programming languages before I jump into it, since I have a pretty good understanding of C and C plus plus. But I want to learn um, Java and Python before I ah. go in. I don't think Python will be very hard. Python's quite easy from what I've dabbled in. Um, Java, I think, is interesting. So. We'll see. I remember from Java system dot out dot print quotation mark. Good luck, bud. End quotation mark. There you go. <laughs> yeah, every everything in Java is a is an object or a class. It's one of those. Um, so it's uh, I think that everything is an object. It's like a it's like a language literally built in object oriented programming. So it is interesting. Whoa, oop. Oop. Ah, yeah. <laughs> People order our patties. 
That's <laughs> always what that reminds me of. Oh, yeah, my that's gosh. the big news, you know, still. Nice. So, you know, i got to wait uh, probably a couple more weeks before I get my email, the full-on orientation packet. But, you know, it's exciting stuff. Definitely, definitely, dude. Your world is about to expand, and that's actually right, I guess, in line with what we're talking about a little bit today. So yes, we're ready. Look at that. We can Look at dive that segue. on here. With that segue, uh, bonjour world, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined as always by the original Charlie Bud, and today we're finally diving into the world-bending Spider-Verse sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. As the film I think I most highly anticipated this year, I've been ready for this for some time, but Charlie, you've watched this more recently than I have, so you're still very much in the throes of the Spider-Man afterglow. In terms of comparing Across the Spider-Verse to Into the Spider-Verse, I want to know which you liked better. There will be spoilers coming to people, uh, so you've been warned ahead of time, and we'll warn you right before we start diving into those. And so with that, Charlie, what you got? Okay, well, um, so it's definitely been a while since I saw the very first uh, Spider-Verse movie. Like, I don't think I've seen that movie since before covid so then I'm a little rough on what exactly happened. I have like a definitely like a I had like a fundamental understanding before we're going to see uh, the sequel. Um, with that said, I you know I mean, it's probably recency bias, but I really liked the second movie. Um, maybe more than I liked the first one. Um, it's probably recency bias, but uh, you know we'll just go with we'll just go with that for now. Um, because I genuinely really did enjoy, uh, across the spider verse. I thought it was really good from basically the get go. The animation was really interesting. And like, this is not even like, I, I'm not even somebody who's like a Marvel fan. Like, I don't really care too much about superheroes. Like, you know, and so, um, you know, the fact that I, you know, enjoy Like, I'm not like the biggest Spider-Man fan either, but I really liked the first movie, and I went into this, I, I didn't really have like the tremendously high expectations. I just thought maybe I'd enjoy it. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I watched it and I was super kind of like down with it. I was, I was excited why I was, you know, kind of bummed that, uh, it ended because it's, it's a two-parter movie. It, you know, part two has mm-hmm. got to come out and I really just wanted to know kind of what happened next. It's, you know, I immediately Googled like, when's the next part coming out? Um, and it doesn't really seem to have a confirmation there, which, uh, it might've been due to the strikes, but, uh, um, so, uh, we, you know, I overall really, really liked it. I thought the opening sequence was really beautifully illustrated. I thought it was a great sequence and I kind of forgot that Haley Steinfeld was, uh, um, Gwen in this movie because I was like, wow, that's Vi. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, very true. And that was like to our arcane listeners. I couldn't like get it out of my head, and like I not had the same haircut, so I was like even more a little thrown off for a second. That's crazy. You're right, dude. Ah, um, oh, oh. so yeah. Wait, but... So when did you officially watch it? So I watched it uh, yesterday. Okay. Um, okay. So you've had 24 hours to process. Yes, I had 24 hours to process. Um, but yeah, I, I, I super enjoyed it. I'm curious to know, Palmer, what did you want? Well, like, what about you? Like, did you? What did you think of the second one versus the first? Cross versus oh, okay. Into the Spider Verse. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I think there's a story that needs to go into all of this beforehand because. Okay. As you know, I'm a, I'm an avid movie watcher. Mm-hmm. I'm a diligent movie watcher, so that means that I uh, will order my tickets online ahead of time to make sure I have the best possible seats. Respect that. So I got the tickets. It was I think like the the premiere, so the night of, uh, and my dad for my dad and I, Charlie, middle of the theater, middle of the row, which for many many a moviegoer is the prime position. I'm not lying to you. There was a kid who I guess was sitting, so if I'm sitting here, my dad's to my left, and then there's the kid to his left. The kid gets up, and we all have assigned seating. He comes to us and says, hey, I'm sitting next to you, but my friends are over here, so if the people who are, um, like, so there was an empty seat next to me. He's like, but if the people who are sitting next to you come, then you, you all can move down. And I like did a double take, and I was like, wait, repeat that? And he was like, yeah, you all can move down. And I had to look at my dad, and I said, I know this kid's not asking us. 
Is he, is he, I was like, what's he, what's he saying? My dad's like, he's asking us to move. And Charlie, if my father had not been there, I would have been like, that sucks for you. Do a better job with planning. And next time, like, get you and your friends go somewhere else. You'll talk to them in two and a half hours. It's Dude, like, it's I like wouldn't that, uh, have cared. I would have just been like, listen, I was like, I bought this <laughs> seat, so your loss. I don't want to be nope. a jerk, but like, I, I, I'm sorry, but this is, I bought this specific <laughs> seat. So exactly your fault, uh, really, not mine. Dude, it's like that cutaway in Family Guy where like a woman asks Stewie to move uh, like airplane seats so that she can sit with her husband. He's like, uh, ma'am, ma'am, you will talk to your husband in three hours when we land. I chose this seat. I was like on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, my view was a little like off to the left, which is crazy because it's been months since I've seen this. And I still remember this vividly. But overall, after that, that happened to me when I saw Isle of Dogs. Um, I showed up to the theater and someone was already in my seat and I was like a little too like annoyed, but it was like a group of people surrounding them. And it was, I picked that seat. It was center in the middle. Right. And I still remember to this day that it was off because that stuck out of my mind. I wish I just went up to them. I'm like, excuse me. I bought that seat. Exactly. I wish I did. I wish I I did. But it was like a huge empty theater and they just happened to sit in my seat. And I was like, you Oh no, bro! See, that's what I'm saying. I should have dumped popcorn on them, but I didn't buy popcorn that day Mm. because you just wanted to enjoy the movie in your seat, Mm -hmm. dude. I swear, yeah, we need to establish some some movie watcher etiquette. Yeah, uh, Uh, next time, I mean, now, like that. Ever since then, I I walked out of that theater, and I was like, (laughs) I was like, never again will I allow anybody to walk over me with taking my theater seat. So from now, like, it hasn't happened again, but I'm ready to throw hands the next time it does. I'm right there with you because that kid. I will, I will dump popcorn on someone. I don't care. I don't care for the seven-year-old. All right, I have dumped popcorn on that seven-year-old. <laughs> sir, sir, <laughs> did you just dump popcorn on my seven-year-old? Yes, I did. Now move over. No, I, I'd be willing to do it too. I'll, I'll, I'll go to jail. I'll go to jail. It's fine. Be worth it. <laughs> be a story. People need that proper etiquette. But, uh, People have no respect anymore. No, no, it's a darn shame. And I was like, once again, this was the movie I was waiting to see all year. So no, I, I get extra it. Pissed. I get it. I would be extra pissed. <sighs> but it's fine. I watched it, and I like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, just the the visuals, as you said, the sequences, the new characters. I loved how the. I mean, I was just like reviewing the plot not too long ago, and I was like, it's crazy because when you look at it on paper, there's not a whole lot that happens, but like there is. And I know that it took them. Just like there's one of the scenes that we'll discuss later on where basically there's a chase ensuing and it took like four years to animate. It's just so well done and you can tell there's a lot of love and care put into it. So I loved the film. I think honestly though when it comes to comparing it to Into the Spider-Verse, I still got to put it number two. I think I got to go into Really? Wow, I got to watch the first one again. Dude, I'm a sucker for an origin story, A. But B, it's like they set the mood with that. And yeah, the world expanded for this one, but like, there's something about that small, intimate world where Miles is figuring everything out. He has a, like a ragtag group of rebels who are just mm-hmm. like determining if he is an asset or a liability. It's just, oh, I loved it. I loved Do you it. think that the second movie focused less on Miles and more on the surrounding universe? Because I feel like, you know, thinking back, I know I just saw it, but I feel like it did kind of like it definitely still had its focus on Miles and stuff. But I felt like there was a lot of development um, put into expanding the Spider-Verse. Absolutely. I was going to actually ask you about that. Because, I mean, even the film itself starts out with Spider-Gwen. Yeah. It doesn't go with um, Miles. Mm-hmm. So, And it's on her for a minute. Like, you don't really see Miles for, for some time. Yeah, it's like 30 so minutes. Did... It's like the first 30 yeah, minutes it... of the movie is focused on Gwen solely and then they start expanding kind of like the universe through her mm-hmm. and then you get miles and it's like oh that's where their intersection point occurs but yeah no it, i think it's, it's necessary though because there's only so much you can do through miles because it's like all through his perspective of oh what is this what is that but at least you kind of had the intro with gwen by the time he's brought into the loop so that way you're like oh at least i know like what is happening so they don't have to like re-explain for him and he's like oh what is this what is that and Gwen's kind of also been a spider person for longer than he has so mm-hmm. it allowed you to kind of cut through some of the unnecessary uh I guess time use um but it was it was interesting and I was gonna ask you because of that because we got new characters but also the old characters from the first movie 
who do you think evolved the most from into the Spider-Verse into across the Spider-Verse? Uh, well, I have to even remember who really comes from the first into the second movie that isn't Miles Gwen in their like orbit, like Peter Miles' B. family. Parker. Sorry? Oh, and, uh, oh, Peter, and Peter, Parker, yeah, the... Peter B. Parker, like older Peter Parker. The, yeah, uh, but I think that's, that's like what... about it, right? Like the rest of the the heist squad wasn't really in the second movie. Um, true, true. So, uh, or the, I call them the heist squad. I don't think yeah, they're doing no, a heist. Yeah, cool, I like that. Um, like anyways, that. Um, but I don't know. I think we got a lot of character development from Gwen uh, in this movie. Like, it starts out with her character and, like, um, and it moves, you know, I, there's a there's definitely, like, an arc to her story. Like, you know, uh, kind of having the same issue that apparently all the Spider-Man and women have um, with is, like, uh, you know, a, like, they're, like, they have a cop and, you know, trying not to get busted by the cop or, like, it's, like, in, <laughs> in some way the relationship is different. But for her, it's, like, it's her father and, like, she, like, reveals um her like that she's a spider woman and um he still tries to arrest her yeah oh, isn't that crazy yeah. i was like dang just like in Where's shock and like plot? so she like leaves and like uh you know goes and kicks off the whole kind of spider-verse plot um or at least how the audience is introduced to it uh in this movie and then um so i feel like she has like kind of a more complete arc in this movie versus like uh miles who i think his arc was kind of emerging towards the second half of the movie and is going to be completed in part two of like in the third in the third movie i don't know why we're calling it a part two i know that's like kind of what it was like advertised or like early versions of it but it's really just a third movie of a trilogy at this point um so uh yeah, so Miles, I think, you know, he, I think he grows in different ways, um, kind of like dealing, I mean, actually, I don't even know if I could say he like grows a lot. I think his growth is going to be mostly seen in the third film. Um, so right now I would probably put it to Gwen. I don't think, like Peter's changed, he's just like in a different phase of his life, but I don't know how much he really like grew. So right now I'm putting like Gwen as the person who's, you know, seen the most growth since the first movie. What about you? Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you there. It's interesting too that you kind of got her background. So you knew that obviously she had a canon event, but I thought it was interesting. I thought Peter in her universe was just like a friend who unfortunately mm-hmm. like fatally died. But do we throw up the spoiler alert? No, nah, I feel like it happened so early. It does happen early on. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we can throw it up the spoiler alert. Okay, just in case, if you're listening, just in you case. haven't seen this. Yeah, if you haven't seen this, it happens like in the first five minutes of the movie, but yeah. <laughs> All right, we're throwing up the spoiler alerts right now, people. So if you want to check this out uh, and do it blind, then definitely pause this and come back to it later. But if you're ready to continue, um, so no, I, I thought that um, when Peter, her friend, was revealed to be. I don't know if you know this, but basically there's a, a Spider-Man villain by the name of the Lizard, and his name—he's actually Kurt Connors, who was uh, Peter Parker's like professor who lost his arm, tried to regenerate it because he'd studied lizards, and unfortunately made himself a giant lizard. Um, Did not but, know this, uh, but it adds to the lore. Thank you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no, then um, in this, I guess Peter was bullied and just kind of wanted to stand out, like like Gwen did, because I guess he figured out that she was Spider Woman. And ultimately made himself the lizard and ultimately was killed. But then her dad walked in after he transformed back to Peter, of course, and just saw the spider woman and was like, yo, you just killed my daughter's best friend. And he doesn't realize what happened. So that's the uh, the catalyst for this. And uh, I'm just seeing her, A, her relationship with Peter, B, her relationship with her dad, and trying to figure out kind of her place and not only her her universe, but the Spider-Verse as a whole and then when it comes to tying back in her relationship with Miles because she's conflicted, she wants to, seems like, continue to, you know, develop a relationship in whatever context it is with him. But at the same time, she has to stay distant because there's this rule about not interacting with him and basically cutting him off from the rest of the uh, the Spider-Verse. So I thought she was going through it and definitely evolved the most. Cool. Well, so do you think, 
Um, so what do you think of Miles's like character development then? Like, do you kind of agree that his character development is kind of ongoing right now? Like, how did you see his character evolve from the first of this movie? I think there's this um, like selfish, like self assurance kind of component to his his personality, you know? and especially you'll see towards the end of the movie when he's ready to reveal who he is to his his mother, and he's like he literally says, "Mom, I'm not afraid anymore." Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was like his big thing in Into the Spider Verse because it was a matter of I'm not ready. And I, I kind of actually this. almost forgot about that moment. That is a because like I forget there's like a, I don't want to spoil what exactly happens in that situation, but I think that was the reason I forgot about that moment is because of like the 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 one two switch of what was actually going on there. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, continue, yeah. continue. So yeah, he's and it's, it's you see it kind of throughout. Like he started off, he's. I think he was Spider-Man for a year and a half almost by the time Across the Spider-Verse stars. He changed up his costume. He kind of has a better grasp on the Spider-Man thing. And it's funny, too, because you can see that his like schoolwork is suffering because how are you going to be a, a student and a superhero? Mm-hmm. But he like when just like in the beginning, he has a meeting with his parents and his school counselor. And um, he's fighting a villain in the background. And he also makes it there in time. So he like kind of has a better grasp on it. And I think people just realize that he's kind of flaky um, because he they don't realize why. But he's, I think, at least content knowing that he has to try and figure out how he can balance it. And there comes a time like when he is, his dad is basically going to be promoted to captain. Mm-hmm. And he has to get a cake. And he just recognizes that it's going to be super hard to try and do it. But he still you know pushes himself to do it. So I think he kind of has a better handle on the Spider-Man thing. And especially throughout the movie. As he goes through certain events, he becomes more self-assured in kind of what he's doing. So he had some character development, but to your point, we end on kind of an interesting note. And you can tell it's not all the way fully baked. And I think part three, Beyond the Spider-Verse, is going to be the uh, the event that really just brings that uh, to the forefront and allows it to complete the, the circle. I mean, the, the story there. Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, yeah, what did... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to ask you the same question. What do you think about his evolution? I mean, I, I, that point that you brought up about him, um, kind of like, the, like you know, getting ready to you know tell his parents in that like that scene at the very, uh, like towards the end of the movie. Um, I think that is kind of like the big evolution of what you mentioned of like self assurance, like kind of knowing um, where he belongs. I think, which was kind of a theme that is was being brought up definitely in like the second half of the movie. I mean, it was brought up in the beginning of the movie as well um, because, like, you know, his parents have really high hopes for him, really high expectations for him. And, you know, they don't really know, but he's trying to balance so much by, like, being a superhero, you know, protecting, you know, the world or New York City and, like, you know, trying to be an outstanding student. And he is an outstanding student, but, like, he's obviously slipping in certain areas specifically spanish you know spanish. which his mom takes offense <laughs> to because um you know <laughs> she's hispanic and uh like so um he uh they have high expectations for him and like they bring up the fact that like you know like you will never like don't let anybody tell you that you don't belong there kind of thing you know um and i think he's just kind of like and it's also shown early on that he's like he's the only one in the world. Like he like when he monologues to kind of to himself, he's like the only one in the world who really like he can like you know be himself. Like there's no one else in the world like me, um, and that like that's why he misses you know people like Gwen, people like Peter B. Parker, um, and because like he at least it was like a support group in a sense that like these are people <laughs> literally. who literally know his life because. Um, they have very, very similar experiences of like having to kind of put on a, a, a mask to their real life and also to, um, you know, to everyone else, to their closest people that like, live a different life. And, um, and that can be exhausting, especially since like he gets into so much trouble with like kind of his like family's parents and his like social life is kind of like cracking is like kind of crumbling around him as he tries to like maintain that and like he does grow in that area towards the end of the movie is because based on the, all the events that he kind of like goes through leading up to that moment um as you mentioned is like he's kind of ready to because he just needs that release i think mm. so um yeah 
the dude's got a lot on his shoulders there. He does. And if I guess you were to take it play by play, looking at the movie. Mm. So we detailed kind of the beginning, essentially start from the perspective of Gwen. And she's called to the scene of this crime where she finds that there is this Italian Renaissance style vulture villain who <laughs> is also a villain in the uh, Spider Spider Verse. Is he like um, fighting? Oh, is this so Spider Verse? Okay, quick side note. Okay, yeah. is quick like the Spider Verse like separate from like the Spider Man comics, or is this like actually part of the Spider Man comics, like the the so OG one? becoming part of the spider-man comics so it's it's interesting there's been a lot of i guess like iterations of spider-man so you have like the amazing spider-man which is just the classic peter parker and then you had like tv shows so you had spider-man unlimited mm-hmm. you have ben riley um who is the scarlet spider he was a clone of peter parker um and then you had like so you started bridging out and there were like what if universes where it's like what if Spider-Man had, like, an Iron Man suit? Or, like, mm-hmm. then you have the Ultimate Universe. Then you have, like, so there's different, like, and then they just decided, I guess, at some point in time, like, Spider-Man is such a beloved character. How crazy would it be if we brought all of them together? And so now they're starting to kind of bend that yeah. and uh, allow them to start. And it's interesting, too. There was Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s. And I remember, like, one of the coolest episodes was um, there's a woman named Madam Web, and they're actually making a movie for her. Um, but she literally brought in multiple Spider-Man from different universes. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, this is super cool. I was nerding out. And I was like, that would be awesome if this was a thing. And then, you know, they created Miles Morales. I think they created him in, like, the mid-2000s. Um, and uh, then, like, they just started kind of merging worlds. And here we are today. It seems like that's now the, the latest and greatest because that was definitely the uh, plot of the third Tom Holland movie. And now we're seeing how beloved the Spider-Verse, I guess, movies are by the world. So I think they're going to kind of continue to that. That's pretty cool. Um, question. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I, it's, and I've been seeing that there's like a, a game like called, I think it's just called Spider-Man. But it's like you play Miles Shadow Morales. Dimensions. No, you, oh, okay. um, it's like, it's like Miles Morales, Miles Morales, um, pretty sure. And there's like a new one coming out. Yep. And I think that it was even the like the his roommate in uh, the movie is actually playing it. Um, oh my god! So I don't know if he's playing because I think it's the 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 uh, yeah Marvel Spider Man two. Um, I'm pretty sure it's it's with yeah Miles Morales is and like someone else. I don't know. I don't really know the lore beyond behind it beyond to be honest. But um, maybe it's. I think it's, I don't know. There, I know there is a, yeah, it's Peter Parker and Miles Morales in the second one. Um, yep. What do I and know? So, yeah, they're starting to merge them a little bit yeah. more now, too. So Looks uh, really cool, though, when you say even though I'm not, like, a big Marvel guy, but it looks cool. Maybe I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a high, it's a highly rated game. I mean, like, even if you aren't a fan fan, like, it's super fun to just swing around and do cool things. Yeah, I know. I mean, people, I was uh, a reviewer uh, I really, like, wrote, like, a like a preview on it, and he, like, super loved it. So, um, yeah. I was like, maybe I have to give this a try. Maybe I should play the first one. Um, yeah, dude, go with that. Go with that vibe. With that <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> where were we? But I'm glad. Yeah, no, we were on intro. Mm-hmm. Gwen is basically fighting the vulture. Come to find out that there's these other spider people that kind of come in through this like portal dimension mm-hmm. and they start kicking some butt. And then they bring my man the vulture in and you find out that there's this greater spider society and Gwen ultimately becomes a member of it after she reveals her identity to her father. And as you mentioned before, homeboy was not so cool with that and tried to bring her in. What was going through your head at that point, Slash, did you know that the Spider-Verse extended beyond, I guess, the first couple of people that we met in the last movie? I just had to figure it did. I just didn't realize how, like, how crazy it goes. Like, there's, like, a million Spider-Man. And, um, of course, they had to do the stupid, like, Spider-Man meme, like, you, 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 you. Oh, of course. And, like, of course, of course, of course like, of course. the fan service, like, meta meme that had to be brought in. Um which, you know, hilariously enough, I was, uh, you know, a couple of months ago after Andor finished, I watched like a video essay on Andor, which if you haven't seen Andor, it's, even if you're not like big Star Wars, because it's really not a Star Wars show, 
it takes place in the Star Wars universe, but it's it is just not really Star Wars. It's like a super good show. Um, highly recommend it. But anyways, I was watching a video essay about the show, and he's just like how Andor tried not to be really fan service, and they talked about how meta memes were like littered throughout all the other Star Wars media, and it's just like he's like yeah when this scene happens where he goes hello there it's like it's a reference to when obi-wan jumps down in the like the stinking prequel movie and go it's like when he's fighting general whatever and goes well hello there <laughs> yeah grievous <laughs> it's just like oh uh... <laughs> yeah dude okay yeah. and but the people in my theater were losing their gosh darn of course they do because you know like, why oh. you know why they, they do that and all the other star wars like media is because people love it it's fan service there's a whole reason it's called fan service so um yeah i'm sure people love that scene they're like you 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 they loved that they loved seeing the spider-man um video game characters they loved seeing donald glover as the prowler in real life in the animated movie wait is he the prowler in um the marvel movies so he's not yet. He plays the person who ultimately becomes the Prowler. So uh, I'm curious to see how we're going to do that. Wow, look at that. Donald Glover. Yeah, Even Donald yeah. Glover can't can escape the freaking MCU. Well, they wanted him to be Miles Morales. He was just too old. And he, I believe he, <laughs> yeah, he definitely is a little too old to play. So wait, is there going to be a live... Is there already a live action Miles Morales? There is not a live action Miles Morales. Is there a plan to, or are they just keep uh, keep it, it animated? I'm sure there will ultimately be one, but for right now, they're just keeping it animated. So they were gonna have him voice Miles Morales. Yeah, they have a voice Miles Morales. I feel like he could have pulled that off. Like maybe I don't know, but no, I think. The, oh yeah, absolutely. I think the guy He's... they got is pretty good. So. Yeah, absolutely. Should be more definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got such a distinct voice. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, and speaking of Miles Morales, so when we conclude with Gwen, we actually get a chance to see Miles, mm-hmm. and he encounters this villain known as the Spot, who was apparently, as we find out, a scientist who was working on the collider from the first movie that they were trying to use to bring people and things in from the other dimension. And he was the person who actually brought in the spider that bit Miles. But when the uh, collider blew up, he was caught in it, and it ultimately turned him into this white blobby creature with the ability to transport itself through spots now we've dropped this we've already thrown up the spoiler alert i'm curious for you as a a movie watcher did you think it was just going to be like a quick we're going to knock this villain out and then we're going to go on and fight something bigger or did you anticipate that the spot would be coming back later you know hilariously i did think it was going to be kind of the villain of the week as miles put it um, even though it well, was played by Jason Schwartzman, I thought it was just like a nice little cameo that Jason Schwartzman was like in the movie. Um, and then it didn't really take long for me to realize. I'm like, no, I think this guy might be the villain, um, even though he's kind of okay. like a goofball in like a, in his like demeanor. He definitely will, um, you know, he like definitely has like a darker side to him. Oh, absolutely. His <laughs> when he like changed his okay. So his goal was to ultimately hop into another collider to empower himself further. Mm-hmm. But like when he later on ultimately does and his voice changes, I was like, oh boy, mm-hmm. we made something real bad here. So I love how he can flip the switch and kind of be that menacing guy, but also just the goofball too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it, it was funny. I also just couldn't believe like how many like big actors were in this. It's just Bruh, right? so many right? stars were in this uh, movie. I was just like, I kept, because I had like that x-ray thing, because I rented it on Amazon Prime. So every time like someone was brought up, I'm like, wait, who? And then I was like, oh, (laughs) gosh, look at that. Yeah. (laughs) I was like wondering, because I didn't watch any of the trailers. So I was like, I don't know who Issa Rae is going to be. I don't know who who Daniel Kaluuya is going to be. Well, bro, they came through with a quickness. And actually, you see them in the, as soon as you kind of go away from Miles, and the spot mm-hmm. you're exposed to them a little bit again um, because Gwen goes to Miles's universe. They encounter each other. She's what he doesn't know is that she's secretly tracking the spot, and ultimately he follows her into a portal that takes him to. Uh, I oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher this name, but Pavitra uh, Pravakar, which is like 
the um, Spider-Man, and I guess, I don't, what was it, Mum, what do they call it, Mumbai, uh-huh. like, was it Manhattan, but like Mumbatan? Oh, or gosh, I actually Mumbai? don't remember what they called it. I thought it was just Mumbai, but, or Mumbai. Oh, okay, maybe it's just maybe, maybe, it. maybe, maybe it didn't have like a, a name, which, <laughs> that guy was funny. Dude, okay, I was going to say, who was like your favorite new entrant into the Spider-Verse in terms of the I team? was going to say, um... Um, Pobbit, right? I think that's okay. Pobbit, yeah, because yeah, I just like his intro, and it's just like so hilarious. I mean, he's just like, Yeah, I go to school, I don't really need to try, but I do. Yeah, bro, I wake up, I'm naturally jacked, you know. <laughs> and Miles just like, Yeah, that's uh huh, sure, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That must be nice, like... must be nice, real nice, but dude, there were people. There were people in the like theater when he's like, "We got traffic over here. We got traffic over there." We got, and the people were cracking up. Like, <laughs> he was so funny. Oh my gosh! And I loved his little—I don't know what it is, but it's like his web. But he has the little things that he like shoots out that are like spin on it. I thought that was a super cool addition to the uh, the spider costume there. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I'm talking about. It was cool, and he's his character was a goofball, like the guy, who, like. The, the type of person who's just like super good at everything and it all just comes mm-hmm. really easy to you or to them and it's just like and and they know it and they're just like yeah yep. Yep. <laughs> this is what i do it's what i do because he was only spider-man for like what a couple of weeks or like a month or two yeah he was like a relatively Bruh. new spider-man six months or something it was like dude Oh yeah, because like he was in the the task force. Like he's he's like I've yeah I've only been Spider Man for like four months, and he's like four yeah. months he's already in. <laughs> oh my gosh, you I forgot about that. Dang, he was super freaking cool though. I liked him a lot. And then they had um Hobie, who was I guess like Spider Punk. Yeah, that's Spider Punk. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, dude, exactly. He's like, hey, my, yeah, you gotta use your poems. Like <laughs> I can't do a good Daniel Kaluuya, but like. So funny, and it was funny too because you can see the jealousy of Miles when um you find out that Gwen was hanging out with like Hobie before him, and he's like, "Oh, you stayed in his his place? What? What's going on?" So I do like the will they won't they kind of uh, vibe there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I forgot man. about like because Miles is like really jealous, and it seems like yeah. Which honestly, I didn't really get that vibe from Gwen and Hobie or like um, Spider Punk that they were like a couple or like you know yeah, maybe seeing yeah, each other yeah. kind of thing but um we've all been like 16 and like overthinking like oh yeah bro they're totally together yeah oh this sucks for me life is, life is over. <laughs> well, yeah and then when like and then when Pavit's like does he know about hobie <laughs> oh dude and then hobie and him are homies oh my gosh that was awesome they have a, didn't they have like a handshake or something I don't remember them having a handshake, Bro. but like Hobie was okay. like all or not Hobie. Yeah, Hobie was all for when he's and like Miles is like kind of going against them. He's like, do the pump things, man. No, exactly. And then like he's like, for the record, I quit. And then he just like yeah. he teleports out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, I did like. I didn't really like him initially. I didn't like him initially either. I was I like, was oh, this guy's such a like tool. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's like, kind of comes in, seems like he's trying to show up Miles, mm. and then ultimately kind of does happen because what happens between Hobie, Pavit, Miles, and Gwen is they encounter the spot as he's trying to empower himself, and they are un- unable to stop him. And he becomes like, I don't say omniscient, but like he becomes that guy, like the big, mm. big bad. Ultimately gets away. And so there is uh, the start of what's known as a canon event. In which, as you may or may not know through Spider-Man lore, essentially Spider-Man always loses his Uncle Ben, or it's traditionally been Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben always tells him with great power comes great responsibility. And from there he goes on this tear to be the, like, the superhero that we know and love. But what we find out in this movie is that that happens across the Spider-Verse in one way or another for essentially every single Spider-Man. And uh, as a canon event is occurring for Pavit's world, Miles steps in and disrupts it, ultimately causing the world to start collapsing in on itself. Did you anticipate that kind of being the possible outcome of such an action? No, I had no idea that that was going to happen. And uh, uh, um, and I was curious what the consequence was going to be 
when he disrupted the canon event. Because I, I got that far, you know. I know my Spider-Man lore yeah. to an extent. Um, you know, okay, so I okay. figured that, like, that much, especially since I saw, like, I think right before that happens, he has, like, a vision of, like, of things that are about to happen. And, like, one of those was um, Hobbit's Uncle Ben, I think. Oh, uh, I think it was the inspector. Like, the girl he likes, her dad. It was, like, an inspector. Yeah, it's, like, a police insane. captain close to the Spider-Man dies. Does that even happen yep. in, like, Toby Parker's Spider-Man? <laughs> Toby Parker? Toby Maguire's? Yeah. Yeah, Toby so Par- in that, yeah, Toby it's his... <laughs> Maybe in his it does. In, in uh, Toby Maguire's, it's his Uncle Ben. It's also Uncle Ben in um, Andrew Garfield's. And it's Aunt, um, whatchamacallit, Aunt May in uh, Tom Holland's. Oh, okay. But interestingly enough, in the OG Peter Parker comics, um, so Gwen's dad, Gwen is his girlfriend, and um, her dad is a captain, and there's a kid that's standing underneath of this building. I think while Spider-Man is fighting, some of the building like starts to fall, and so her dad rushes forward and pushes the kid out of the way, but is killed in the act of doing that. So that would be, I guess, like her canon event. Okay. Yeah, so a little bit, of, a little bit, okay. of, a little bit of lore for so, him there. Either way, he gets like a vision, so it's a little bit more clear for those who like maybe oh, missed okay. it. But yeah, so I wasn't sure what was going to actually happen as a result of him interrupting a canon event, but I did think it was just like I was like, "Whoa, Gwen was trying to like stop him." Um, yes. Okay. What did you What did you think of that, dude? Because I. I thought something was up because she was acting kind of like weird. And he's like, bro, I can do this. I can go save this guy. And she's like, uh, okay. Did you anticipate that? Yeah, I, I got that. That That's what she was trying to do because like, um, yeah, because she was like informed by Issa Rae's character that uh, like, it's like canon event incoming, stay alert. Ah, you're right. I forgot about that, dude. Dang, yep. dang, dang. Huh. Yeah. And I then, know. yeah, speaking of Issa Rae's character, mm-hmm. then they get sucked basically into the whole spider society where it's just this. I couldn't even tell. Is it a pocket dimension? Is it just another dimension? No, it's in Isaac, uh, gosh, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac. Um, Spider-Man's world. Okay. Yeah, it's in, it's in Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, look at you. There you go. You know a little bit about it. Yes. And so as we we met just a couple of Spider-Man, but we proceed to meet the entirety of the Spider-Verse as people have these special bands that allow them to walk around in a because normally when you're in another universe, you're like constantly like seizing up because you're not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, we get there and what's revealed is that uh, Miles is the original anomaly basically because he was bitten by a spider that was supposed to be meant for a different i guess person or peter parker in another universe and because of that his peter died he would have just ultimately saved the day and been okay had miles not been bitten and ultimately he's basically the one that's kind of causing the collapse of the spider-verse and is threatening not only his universe but every subsequent universe as a whole. Now, I did not see that one coming. I'll admit it. And I'm not going to lie to you also. I will. There was like a little plot hole I think I found in the uh, overall thing. Ooh. But had to put that. Yeah, I know. I know. But pushing that aside, what did you think of that, I guess, discovery or that uh, announcement? Yeah, so I was just like um, surprised. And I, I did not, like, I don't know if that's like, I mean, I guess it is canon to his origin story, and I thought it was really interesting, um, especially because like we get to kind of go see him go back to uh, the world where Spider-Man is supposed to be, and also it kind of makes sense thinking back to like the uh, first movie because isn't Peter Parker die uh, in the first one, and he's yep. Spider-Man um, in that universe too, right? Um, and he like takes right. I'm pretty sure that happens. Yeah, Spider-Man is Spider-Man in his universe, too. Yeah, yep. so there's d- two Spider-Men. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's it, it was really, like, kind of a big reveal kind of thing and also explained so much about, like, the way Gwen was acting and all that. And, like, kind of – it was, like, a real big lead-up moment um, to, like, why they were not allowing him in there, why Gwen – felt really bad about like or was like i wish i should never have gone to see you kind of thing even though like miles has got such a huge crush on her um so like that must have been devastating for him to hear um literally 
<laughs> and it also plays really in, into the theme of like Miles just really finding his own place kind of in the world in in the sense and not being told where he like can and cannot belong. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a big kind of reveal and it's really interesting. And, um, I'm curious to see kind of where it goes, especially since the kind of the cliffhanger that the movie ends with, cause he does go back to, um, that world where that spider came from and he kind of sees how, uh, that world is faring without a spider-man mm. and uh you know not good not no. good <laughs> no i said reminiscent of detroit circa 2004 <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah not doing not doing well at all and that was so that was i guess the big thing for oscar isaac's spider-man mm. that um if miles was to know about like canon events and that his dad who's about to become captain would probably be killed in his canon event, then he would naturally try and stop it. And because of all the damage that would do, it probably caused the universe and Spider-Verse as a whole to collapse in on itself. So I was like conflicted, but you can't ask somebody to not save their, their yeah, give them a try. I mean, give them a try. If it's a, if exactly. like, if you're like, isn't it supposed to happen? It's set in the fate of the, I don't know. Like it's like, so, I feel like he would have to be there anyway. And like, experience it i feel like he would try to save him even if he didn't know regardless and i guess in the sense that because he does know it's gonna happen that it's going to be a successful save versus mm. um a uh a non-successful one like a canon event yeah <laughs> yeah but we what we did find out was that gwen's dad who was going to become captain mm -hmm. quit the force after finding out yeah. that she was Spider Woman, and they basically avoided their canon event altogether. I know, which is also so another like, wild thing to me is that like she knew that her dad was gonna die being the captain, and she just refused to not go and see and like spend those last precious moments with him. I don't know, bruh. And but that's real. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But yet, it's a little selfish. Yeah, a little selfish. But maybe she just figured that like she would try everything if she actually got to see him again to save him and like. Maybe Oscar Isaac didn't allow her to go home because he True. did try to imprison Miles to uh, not leave, um, which, you know, clearly he couldn't even get home anyway, it seems. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm glad you brought that up because Miles finds out about this, tries to get away. Mm -hmm. A giant chase ensues that apparently took like four years to So beautifully because, animated, though. Ooh. Seriously, every spider person and their mother was going after this dude. Mm -hmm. And it was, oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. just like everybody swinging on webs and like doing crazy stuff that nobody else can do. And I did love seeing the scale of this movie because like when you're seeing that, like the spot in Pavit's world, like destroy that whole building on the side and it's just four spider people and they're saving people and swinging webs mm -hmm. and like trying to stop all the rubble from like destroying the whole place was ridiculously awesome. But uh, in basically, they're chasing Miles to, to confine him. He escapes, and he hops in this machine that, I guess, reads your DNA and sends you back to your respective universe. Thing about it is, he was not sent back to his universe. He was sent back to the universe of the spider that bit him, which I think was like, what, spider? spider like, like 42 or 42? something. 42? Yeah. 42. Earth 42. And this is where my, like, plot hole kind of comes in, right? Because... Okay, he was bitten by a spider from another universe. And so it's coded his DNA to that universe, which is why he's sent back there. Mm -hmm. But if that's the case, then wouldn't he have like a, a seizure slash reaction in his own universe? Because technically he's no longer coded to it. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand either. Is like, why would he be sent back to it? Because he glitches. Like, he has like that glitch. Yes, exactly. In Earth 42. And I was like, well, why is he yep. glitching there if he's like coded to be sent there? Why is he not glitching in Earth whatever eighty four or whatever he's in um, instead? So uh, yeah, I'm a little confused about that. Maybe they explain it in the next movie a little bit more. Maybe. But you know, it maybe is... they need time to figure out an answer for that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh crap! <laughs> yeah, like, those gosh. freaking what you got podcasters. <laughs> exactly, dude. Thank you for the shout outs, Spider People. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, so I, that was my only like plot point that I was 
questioning. But no, while on Earth 42, like you said, you find out that Spider-Man's not there. He encounters his deceased uncle Aaron, who's dead in his universe, but alive in this universe. And in his universe, his uncle is the Prowler, a villain. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time, Miles is kind of interacting with him like, oh, I don't know if he's 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 the Prowler in this world. So let me play this super cool until da 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 big reveal he's not the prowler other miles is the prowler did you did you anticipate that one yeah i kind of got that little only not terribly far ahead at times but i got it leading up to that reveal that i was like no oh because like the way the reason i was able to get it is because his uncle like immediately when they leave uh, Miles's mom starts talking about this bank robbery that they're gonna do, mm, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, so the Miles in this universe is like working with his evil kind of uncle, and so yep. I'm like, he's either not, uh, he's like either the Prowler, like, like there's two of them, or mm-hmm. Miles himself is just the Prowler, and his uncle helps him." Um. So, and then they became evidently more clear when, like, his uncle, like, ties him up. Or even when he gets attacked on the roof, I was like, oh, Miles is the Prowler. Exactly, exactly, dude. Ah, Dude, that broke my heart. But I I saw it coming, too, and I was like, I know this one's going to go. It's going to depress me. But I didn't expect them to end on Miles being caught by himself slash the Prowler. And then Gwen, who had been trying to get Miles in his universe and realizing he wasn't there, assembling the heist squad to basically go out and find him. I think that's going to make for a super awesome final act I know. in Beyond the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they made both of these movies kind of at the same time because I, I think the third one is supposed to come out relatively shortly after the release of Across the Spider-Verse, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't, I don't know. Um, I was going to say, I don't think they've even written the script yet. If I'm, oh, really? Because I heard, yeah. But it I took them so long to, like, are we going to have to wait another exactly. couple of years? Um, it took five years for the second one, so I was like, we'll definitely be 30 by the third. Like, what's the third one even called, do we know? Beyond the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, God, it's going to be crazy, dude. Wildness. But I, I guess mean, the real question and this is... It says that it's 2024. But that's... That my, is so optimistic. Yeah, it does sound optimistic. Um, but this is based on Disney's own... Oh, okay. ...release schedule. It could change, but... Um, I anticipate it will. <laughs> unfortunately yeah especially oh. with the uh the strikes but exactly exactly i was gonna ask though i guess out of five stars how many are you giving it four four and a half okay okay yeah. high praise high praise yeah, probably, yeah four and a half i'd, I'd probably give I, I really really liked it like i nice. can't stress enough how much i um enjoyed uh, Spider-Man this time around. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. So. I'd give it a 4.5 as well. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Is there anything else we want to talk about there, Palmer, in regards to this movie? I feel like there's so much I could say about this movie. No, I thought that, like, I love the sense of, like, the humor throughout. Mm-hmm. I love when, um... <laughs> He's talking to his dad as Spider-Man, and he's like, I don't know, maybe you just get off the kid's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, bro, I could have said that to, like, my parents and them not know. I think it was so funny how, like, every Spider- Like, Gwen also does, like, a lower voice to kind of talk to their parent. Um, It's it's funny. Um, I do want to one last comment I want to make is that I find it interesting when you said like uh, doesn't really seem like that much plot happens. I do think that this movie, from like a plot perspective, there isn't like a lot, but it does do a lot with characters, and that's what I really like about it. Yes, yes. So absolutely, Mm -hmm. and that's why like I think it's 
it's such a character driven franchise. I mm. think that's the smartest thing to do. And they've set themselves up nicely to kind of spin out some of the plot points that they just, I guess, started to unravel a little bit in this one. Mm-hmm. But they didn't confine themselves too much, which was smart. So they can really go in whatever direction they want for the last installment. Yeah. Well, I'm excited either way. I, uh, you know, I hope to see this one, this next one in theaters. I haven't, I didn't get to see the first two at all in theaters. Always watching them at home. Oh, yeah. So I uh, hope to see, see them both um, in theaters this time around, or next time around. So definitely. All righty. Well, that's been the Watching Out Podcast. We're your hosts, Charlie Bud. Join with me as always is the wonderful Jordan Palmer. Our show releases every Monday evenings. We try to do every week, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way of that. Um, Next week, we haven't picked a topic just yet, but, you know, stay tuned for it. Stay tuned. Um, Follow us on social media. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Why don't you let them know where they can follow us on social media? I can do that for you there, bud. You can follow us on Twitter slash X at WhatYouGotCast, which is spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or on Instagram at WhatYouGotPodcast, which is spelled the same way. We don't call it X here. It's Twitter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I refuse. Um, (laughs) um, Well, until uh, next time, 